0: It's December, and we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to come up with a perfect gift for somebody. Well, Mm -hmm. this episode is going to be a guide to gifting experiences instead of things. It's your ultimate guide to the annual passes for all of San Diego's beloved attractions.
1: I love this. No toys, no junk sitting around the house. Awesome San Diego experiences. Camille from San Diego Mamas is here. Let's do it. Let's go all in on annual passes.
0: Welcome back, Camille. Thank you. Now, full disclosure, uh, you are back again, not just because you're awesome and we love having you on, but you had a post on Instagram that really caught our eye. It was all about annual passes. And there are a lot of reasons you might be thinking about buying an annual pass for yourself or a loved one over the holidays, right?
2: Yeah. um, So the idea for the post actually came when I was talking to some of my mom friends and we were talking about how grandparents really love to gift big toys to kids on Christmas. Yes. Big loud toys. (laughs) Yeah, big loud toys. And sometimes that take up a lot of space. (laughs) And um, we were talking about how we live in smaller spaces in San Diego, just because housing is so expensive. So it's holidays are sometimes a stressful time. You have all all the stuff coming into your house that you don't have any control over. So we talked about um, giving annual passes as a gift. And then we started talking about how much they were. And I realized that I've kind of built up, I I tend to research annual passes because a lot of these places that we go frequently, they have these deals where if you pay for one day, it goes into your annual pass and you can upgrade it. So then you can go more places and not spend as much money, especially if you have a lot of kids, a lot of them do family passes.
1: That's why I thought that your annual passes gift guide post was so awesome, because we all have really great intentions to give experiences instead of things, but then it can get really overwhelming and you're digging through all these websites. You had it laid out so nicely and easily. We had to have you on because I feel like this is going to be a huge gift to our listeners to have it broken down this way.
0: Yeah, yeah, most of the local attractions, they want you just a couple bunch of times. So there, the pricing is going to be if you're going to go more than once to almost any of them, it's worth at least looking into the passes. And especially if you live close to one where well, we live near the safari park for a while and we would just go there to walk around and see the animals. I mean, if you live near one, uh, you can't beat the ability to just get out of the house and find yourself at a zoo or a theme park or yeah. an aquarium. It's awesome. So where are we going to start with this guide?
2: Well, you mentioned the Safari Park. And I feel like if you're going to have any annual pass in San Diego, I feel like you want the zoo pass just because it's educational and it is a variety of ages. And um, we have the best zoo. You know, if you're going to live Mm -hmm. here, it's almost a waste not to go. Um, So for that one, the San Diego Zoo and Safari Park is actually a combo pass and they just raised their prices this year, but I think it's still pretty reasonable, especially for two parks and there's very few blackout dates. It's 119 for an adult and then 67 for a kid. So they used to do a family pass, but now it's individual and it kind of makes sense because you get into both parks. But one thing to note about that one is the parking at Balboa is free. The Balboa Park Zoo, the main one, but the Safari Park is 25 bucks and you can get Mm. a pass where you add it on. But I calculated it out and it didn't end up being worth it because it was Ooh. considerably more expensive. So we didn't we just got the lowest one.
1: Yeah.
2: I've kind of I'm kind of crazy. I will like write it out how many <laughs> times I think we're gonna go.
1: <laughs> that's why I love you and that's why you're here. You're doing all of the work for us. I mean, you really get down to all the nitty gritty like the parking. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Parking is very important because sometimes depending on how often you go, it is worth it to add parking. And sometimes it's just not.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you that that's a top-tier pass because, uh, first of all, the zoo itself is so huge. You can go three or four times, and it it doesn't get repetitive. But also, it's something that people want to do when they come from out of town. And You know, you can take anyone to the zoo. If your guests don't have little kids, they don't want to go to Legoland. If they're not into this, they may not want to go. Most people like a zoo. That's definitely a top-tier one.
2: Yeah, and you get, with the passes, you do get some free or, I think you can get, get in two, two people half price. It changes all yeah. the time, but there used to be a pass where you could get like anyone in with you, like a buddy pass, but that's gone away. But yeah, you do get a deal for your out of town guests, which is really nice.
1: Great. Still worth it.
2: Yeah. Okay. So then the next one is Legoland. So there's two levels that I would look at. There's one like way high level where don't do that. You're wasting your money. It's like platinum, gold, or whatever. But the okay. there's one that's 179 per person. And this is like they don't do any sort of kid pass. They 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 think they're Disneyland a little bit. Legoland. Mm-hmm. And in some ways they,
1: they are because it's really fun. And it's way closer for us than Disneyland.
2: Yeah. As far as theme parks go, depending on the age of your kid, like Legoland's so fun for like the I'd say the four to twelve year old, especially if you got a kid
1: that's into Legos. Like I think they'd rather be there than Disneyland. So there definitely is that sweet spot. I remember having annual passes when I think my son turned four and my daughter was about seven. And that really is such a perfect little sweet spot for Legoland where they're going to be entertained. You can do a full day there or you can just go. And what I love about Legoland, it being so close, you can just go for like an hour or two, just, you know, kill a couple hours, grab some dinner and go home.
2: Yes, the one we actually ended up getting was not the 179 one. We got the 239 one because it includes the the water park and parking. Mm, So for that one, the water park, we've been a couple times, and I feel like that's like a San Diego hidden gem because you can only get in if you have a pass. You can't buy individual tickets to the water park itself. So. When we went there, I don't think there's anyone that lived in San Diego at that water park. It was like all <laughs> guests because people can add it on to their Legoland multiple day passes, which we don't usually buy. But for the mm. season pass to be able to get in there, and every time I've gone, like in the morning, it's empty. So you got all these water slides sitting in the back of Legoland. The hardest part is getting through <laughs> Legoland to get to the water park because your kids like, let's do that, let's do that. And you're like, no, we're wearing swimsuits. Yeah. Calm down, back in your stroller. <laughs>
0: Another thing about Legoland, they didn't add anything new for a really long time. Well, I guess they did Ninjago a while back, but but they recently did the Lego Movie World, where it's several new rides, several new things to check out. So uh, they've upgraded a little bit, if you want to take that into consideration.
2: Yeah, I feel like especially for Legoland, if you want that theme park experience without going completely broke and going to Disney, like that's going to give you that like memorable, like remember when my parents took me to Legoland kind of thing with the big rides and the food and whatnot.
0: And this is kind of a bummer for locals, but the hotels for Legoland are absolutely (laughs) amazing. Yeah, they are. are. You don't need to stay at a hotel because you live out here, but if you can stay at one of those Legoland hotels, uh, to me, it's the best theme park hotel if you have little kids, hands down.
1: Yeah. Super fun staycation. Yeah,
2: we... We have wasted a lot of time, not wasted, but like we're trying to get to Legoland and we end up at the hotel and it's been like three hours. We haven't even got in. We're like, oh my gosh, why do we even have a yeah. pass? If we're just going to play in the hotel, it's free. you know? Yeah, you guys did the podcast about the elevator. We tried that out a little while back. It's so fun. Oh yeah.
0: The yeah. disco elevator, you can't beat no. it.
2: Okay, so the next one I want to talk about is SeaWorld. And this is a more complicated pass because there are a lot of deals you can get for this. So one just straight straight up, it's 138 a person for the Silver Annual Pass, which includes parking. So it doesn't make sense to go up a pass in this one. And right now, I think it's till the end of the year, They can add, you can add on Sesame Place, which is opening where the old Aquatica used to be. And I've seen a couple of behind-the-scenes videos of that, and it looks like it's going to be awesome and geared toward younger kids which is always really fun because a lot of the amusement parks, there's not a ton to do for the smaller kids. And I have smaller kids, so I pay attention to that. And then there's also the preschool pass that you can get at the beginning of each year. And that's for kids three to five, maybe three to six. And that is a SeaWorld pass. You can get them an annual pass for like a huge discount. I think it's like $25. So that's a good deal. And something to note about the SeaWorld pass, we weren't going to get a SeaWorld pass, but the general admission for SeaWorld plus the parking, add twenty dollars. So you have the pass. Yeah, it just
1: just makes sense.
0: And SeaWorld is evolving into the thrill ride choice for San Diegans, right? They've put yeah. in all these roller coasters and rides that uh, weren't really part of that experience before. So if you love love that, SeaWorld's becoming a hotter, hotter ticket.
1: What's the ride that you can see from from the freeway now? Is it Electric Eel? The one that is, you're completely hanging upside down, like in a yeah, corkscrew. The blue
2: oh my God. I can't. The blue, I think it's blue. Can't.
1: I like that one, but I feel like I like
2: the one, there's one at the back of the park Manta. called Ma- Manta. That ride yes. is so fun. Because I don't like to go upside down. It's very smooth. Anyways, we're getting off topic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but you're, but you know, to AJ's point, like the experience at SeaWorld is kind of changing. So maybe you used to have an annual pass when you had really little kids, you haven't been in a long time. Maybe this would be a great idea to revisit that. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. We've covered the big three. Those are the ones that jump to mind when you say uh, attractions in San Diego. We've done the zoo, SeaWorld, and Legoland. Where else are we going for these annual passes?
2: Okay, so... The next couple are family passes, which is awesome, especially if you have a couple of kids. So the next one I want to talk about is the San Diego Children's Museum in Escondido. Uh, this is So there's two different children's museums. There's one downtown, which I hear is awesome. I'll be honest. We went to that museum. We couldn't find parking, and we turned around and went to the zoo. It gets really crowded <laughs> uh, down there.
0: That's the downtown experience.
2: Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is not sustainable. But the San Diego Children's Museum in Escondido, it's smaller But it has like a really a a big parking lot and there's a really cool park across the street. But for that place, it's 95 for a family, which is a pretty good deal. Um, I think it's two adults and two kids.
1: But that's really good.
2: Yeah, it's 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 smaller and it's kind of like a Montessori type place where like the kids are supposed to get dirty and my kids loved it. Um, there's like a little garden, and they do activities that their social media presence is really cute, too. They do little uh, mm-hmm. videos on the stuff they do with the kids. So if you have kids, I would say up to age, probably up to ten, they would like it, but especially those toddlers would love it. or then across the street from it is Grape Day Park, that park with the grapes, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is just like so fun and funky, and we love going over there. so the next one I have on my list is the San Diego Botanic Gardens. Now, I've been doing. To- oh. Like when I think about botanic gardens, I don't think kid friendly right away. Like let's walk around and look at plants, and like my kids are gonna pick stuff and like walk on things. But they have a children. They have two children's areas there, and one has this really cool banyan tree playground. Like the kids, they built a playground into the tree, and the kids can climb up it. It's pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah, and they have they have like trains, and they have. When we went there one time, they had like these art activities where there were people teaching the kids, there were easels for the children and my kids could paint. And I don't let them paint at home because obvious, for obvious reasons, (laughs) they (laughs) don't paint anything but paper. So I took them home totally, (laughs) totally covered in paint, but not my house. So it was a win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. And so for that, it's 85 for a family. So that's pretty good. 85
1: for the whole family.
2: Yeah, and when admission, I think, is around $20 to begin with, it's
1: like, well, you're going to go more than once. That one's a no-brainer. It is incredibly family-friendly, and they have so many special events all throughout the year, so I feel like that's a place that you could return to, and maybe you're seeing something different every time you go.
2: Yeah, and when I posted about it, someone responded and said they even had their wedding there. I didn't know they did weddings, but Mm. they do.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: It'd be a pretty place to have a wedding. Okay, so the next one I want to talk about is the Balboa Park Explorer. So this is one I actually didn't learn about until we were in San Diego for a while. So it's two twenty nine dollars for a family, and it gets you into pretty much all the museums in Balboa Park, full stop. Oh. Like, you can get into – there's we really like the Air and Space Museum because um, my boys are really into planes. But you also gets you into Fleet Science. There's the new Comic-Con museum Mm -hmm. that I want to check out the friendship gardens, the Japanese friendship gardens, which go crazy with um, cherry blossoms in the spring and the museum of us, the natural history museum. So there's like this huge list um, that you can get into. So I think we don't actually have this one because I was paying individual admission to the museums and I wish (laughs) someone had told me that we could have just bought this because especially for like, older kids that you want something educational after school to do and you're like well you know we have all these museums let's go to a museum so that one's a really awesome deal well
0: i'll tell you the very first episode we ever did of this podcast was about bob park and it's one of the most listened to episodes ever because (laughs) i think so many people are intimidated by bob park you know if you go there once or twice a year you get out there and you go i don't even know what to do but if you go back and listen to that episode or you do some research you can really get used out of a path like that for bob park there is a ton of things to do
2: and it, it's all kind of hidden. It's like trees. You're like, I can't even see what's <laughs> where, where I'm going. Like, you go and park somewhere. Like, I didn't know this park was here. This doesn't look familiar at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were we here last time? Right. But it's a really fun place to explore. Oh, and going going off that uh, another pass that if you just do want to do one of the individual museum out of all the ones in Balboa Park, I recommend the Fleet Science Center because they oh, have. Yeah. A ton- it's just, there's a ton of stuff there. They have new exhibits they're always coming up with. They have an IMAX theater. They have a big kid area. And the the annual pass for that is 119 for a family. So if you don't want to go the full 200 but you want a museum, that would be the one I recommend, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next up is the Birch Aquarium. So this is a pass I didn't expect to get. <laughs> we went to the museum and we paid for admission and my kids loved it. You guys have done... We actually listened to your Birch Aquarium podcast on the way to the museum. Yes. <laughs> <Love it>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we learned about like uh, the turtle and all the, or the 3d three D printed turtle shell or the something. Shell, like that. Yeah. They yes. repaired
0: the turtle shell with a 3d printed uh, patch. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. Well, my, fun fact. So we went there and I think we paid 20 per person for admission and then to upgrade, it was $99 for two people. And then we get four guest passes, which is awesome because I figured we're not gonna pay for, for the four person pass because we have these guest passes if we go four times then we bring you know I bring my husband or <laughs> my nephew goes to UCSD out there we might bring him with us so like for that one I wouldn't go all the way to the family one because it ends up being a better deal when you factor
1: in those guest passes if that makes sense
0: yeah
2: yeah but once
1: again, I love your calculations. <laughs> You should see my spreadsheet.
2: <laughs> <When I try laughs> decide. We I, we honestly have like a line item in our budget for annual passes because we've gotten like one a month. So we don't like have like all of them come due at once. And then we decide if we want to uh-huh. extend. And so far I've extended them all. So that's a problem.
1: <laughs> oh, wonderful.
2: No, that's great. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I mean, if we're going to live here, we might as well do all the stuff. I know you guys like come back to this theme a lot is like we live in this amazing place, and if we're not taking advantage of it, then it's it's a waste, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So, Well, great. great. We wanted to release this one early enough so that when grandma calls and says, I don't know what to get the kids, so you can you go, hey, maybe you get the Balboa Park Pass or one of these passes. Um, it, it really is a great idea. Uh, we're also scrambling to find the perfect thing for other people right now. Uh, these annual passes go right along with the theme of this podcast. Don't be afraid to be a tourist in your own town. Like you said, Camille, we live out here. If we don't take advantage of all the awesomeness of living out here, we might as well move to Bakersfield and just pay way less money for everything. <laughs>
1: Bakersfield. I know. Let's, Bakersfield. Take it,
0: let's take it to Fresno because everything's going to be cheaper. We're out here for a reason.
2: This is an all in SD podcast, not all in
1: Bakersfield. I think we're okay. I was just going to say, do you think there's a sister podcast over in Bakersfield right now that's like, do not be afraid to be a tourist in your own town. Get out and explore Bakersfield no matter what everybody else says, no matter how much they dump on us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's a brand new Circle K that just opened up and we're going to do 30 minutes on it. Um, But for San Diego info, info like this, I'm telling you it's such a great thing to follow people like Camille she's at San Diego Mamas we we had her on this podcast because she had this amazing idea to break down these annual passes she has amazing ideas like this all the time so go find her at, at San Diego Mamas that's at San Diego M-A-M-A-S I think yes. people spell Mamas a few different ways uh, and uh, follow her and uh, enjoy your season passes if you get them and we can't wait to have you on uh, to break down more of San Diego next year Camille
2: yeah thank you
0: some great ideas in that episode, Sarah. You know what I would love? I hate to ask for a gift from our beloved All in San Diego <laughs> listeners, but you know what you can get us? Uh, reviews. Reviews. I knew reviews. you were going to say that. <laughs> Look, we have to remind everyone once in a while because we've got so many amazing reviews for the podcast, but then we sometimes we hit some dry spells and you know the <laughs> Apple platform doesn't like that. So if you can spare yes. 30 seconds to go to the app in your phone, if you're on an iPhone, just put in podcast, that's where the app, and and review us. Just- couple of sentences. We would love you for it. If you're on your computer, you can open up iTunes and review us there.
1: You asked very graciously. It is the season of giving. I think people wouldn't mind going and just hitting five stars. Well,
0: hopefully Hopefully. it's the season season (laughs) of getting reviews for us. Thanks for listening.
1: (laughs) Bye.